Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. We are merging our YouTube and Instagram with the podcast. This will be called the Luminous Space Podcast from here. It just kind of helps us streamline our efforts during these days. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan, Rector of Luminous Anglican. Thanks for joining us again. We're picking up in Matthew 16, 13 through 20. It's a pretty iconic passage from the gospel, Matthew. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah. And still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I will tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He then sternly ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the gospel of our Lord. So this portion of the gospel of Matthew was shortly written uh, after the failed Jewish revolt against Rome and in the wake of the destruction of the temple and devastation of Jerusalem. This is the context in which the meaning of Jesus as Messiah was being worked out. Why did Jesus ask the question of his disciples here in Caesarea Philippi? A little bit of research will show that this was the center of worship for the goat god, Pan. This was an idol with horns and goat legs, kind of like an evil Mr. Tumnus from Narnia. There was a cliff with a crack in it that the followers of Pan believed was the portal to Hades, where spirits came and went. Look in the show notes here when each week we put the reading of the text there. Read through this again and think through the context in which Jesus knew he was in 
and taught specifically to his disciples with his disciples knowing what was going on around him. These people of this area weren't that different from us today. If we take a deep breath and step back, we will realize that we're in an identity crisis. Some more than others, certainly. But we're trying to desperately figure out who to believe, what to believe, how to believe. Like many from this text, we're looking in the wrong places, looking to the wrong people for our identity. We revere our ideals more than our convictions. We ignore what we know to be right instead of trading it for falsehoods or fleeting influence. Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? He says this after, what do the people say of me? He's more curious and interested in what they have to say. So he's saying, yeah, I've heard everyone, but what do you believe? Now, I've shared this with some friends that have known me for the last few years, but I'll share this. It's a funny little story. Years ago, when I was doing the music thing, me and my band were fortunate enough to do the national anthem for the Eastern Conference final of an NBA playoff game. This was the Indiana Pacers and the New York Knicks. And while we were there, getting ready for everything ahead of the game, we had a producer of some television thing come up to us and asked us if we would like to be featured on TV if we did the segment. And we looked at each other and we were like, well, what are you talking about? What for? We weren't very interested. We just felt like it was a local television thing in Indianapolis. And so, of course, we weren't really interested until this short little guy kind of came around the corner and we recognized him. And he introduced himself as Biff Henderson from David Letterman's show. And for those of you that are listening to this, you may know of David Letterman from maybe some Netflix specials, but he used to be the equivalent of Fallon. He was a big deal. And he said, we would love to do this segment with you guys if you're curious and interested about the show. Here's what we're doing. So we're going around and putting a clock, basically a shot clock, on the screen, asking the question, how long will it take for dot, dot, dot. For us... He was, how long would it take for these guys to be beat up on the streets of New York? (laughs) And I'm happy to say it was 55 seconds. Some would have thought less. And so we thought, yeah, that would be fun. Why not? This is going to be on David Letterman. So we did that. 
The whole point for me sharing this is that it mattered who David Letterman was. If it had been anybody else, like I said, local indie TV, we would have probably passed. It mattered that Biff was there and asked if we would do this and wanted to be on the show. And oddly enough, several of my friends from all over the country like hit me up after they randomly saw that. We were on national television because of who it was. As silly as that sounds, it matters who David Letterman was. A few weeks back in the lectionary, the disciples saw Jesus walking on water. And Peter said, If it is you, Lord, call to me. And Jesus said, Come. And after sinking, Jesus helps Peter back into the boat. Peter says, Surely you are the Son of God. Peter confesses, You are the Christ. Friends, it's in our process and experience where we sometimes have less and less faith where we only find more and more when we confess that you are the Christ it puts our life back to order asking for true shalom in Hebrew means everything in its place flourishing as God intends regardless of who the world tries to say that Jesus is or who God is or who represents or who has the market cornered on Christianity, by confessing each week, we are confessing like Peter, you are the Son of God. Our communion raises our awareness of who Christ is. The less familiar we are, the more distorted our view of Jesus No wonder why most culture doesn't really know who Jesus is or buys into any kind of false narrative that the news puts out. We must remember that Christianity is not American. And our identity is in who we believe Jesus to be and then embody the way. So how do we go from here? Well, this passage wraps by saying, On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, the subversiveness of the kingdom, again, with the end of this passage, strictly he charges his disciples to not reveal that he is the Christ, the Messiah. Because in the tension of the day, Christ didn't want this heat. Not yet. It wasn't time. And today, who do we say he is? Whatever that is of us, it isn't a hijacked narrative. I mentioned to the parish this week 
we find ourselves in an election season, an election year, and we are allowing all sorts of hijacked narratives to influence our hearts, minds, and emotions. We are allowing these ridiculous narratives to pit us against one another. What's fair about that is that we are always going to have different vantage points. The divisions that make us so uncomfortable are real, and they're real for a reason, because they reveal something about us. They reveal the way we see the world and the type of world that we want to live in. It's okay to differ. It's how we treat one another in this difference that define who we say Jesus is and how we embody this way of living. When all seems lost, hidden, confused, or even chaotic, we try our best to figure out who we believe Jesus to be. Maybe we start with God with us. That's one of the first revelations of Jesus. As the baby who has come as Emmanuel to be God with us. And abiding in this will lead us to the answer for who we say he is. In electionary seasons, we see seasons of God with us, God for us, God in us, and the undercurrent of God through us. May we truly find rest, peace, and spiritual wellness in this reality as we slowly and patiently embody the way. May God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, raise you up to walk with him in the newness of his risen life and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you and remain with you always. Amen.